welcome to the first U Space podcast. My name's Hannah. Uh, I am the radio coordinator at the U Space, which is formerly known as the Matson Gateway Hub. Um, I've been making radio content for the last few months in Matson, uh, carrying out interviews with local people, attending events, and uh, now I'm putting together a podcast so that there's a listen again so that people can listen anytime. Um, at the moment, we're putting out a, uh, a rolling playlist on Deep Bed Radio, which you can access at deepbedradio.org, or you can download the Deep Bed Radio app on your device, and you can listen to that on a Monday between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Um, like I said, it's a rolling playlist of interviews and content that I've made over the last few months, and I try and put the new content um, on at five o'clock, so... If you listen and you've heard it before, listen again at five o'clock and you might hear something new. Now, in this first podcast, I just want to share with you a few things that have been happening at the U Space over the last few months. The first one is um, an impromptu pop-up concert by a, a group called GL Collective. They came and did a little concert outside the U Space a couple of weeks ago. of musicians from around the county and we've uh, just been in a school in Tuffley to do a workshop and we're here now to um, a play on the street outside the gateway. And what, what do you play? I play the violin. My name's Rebecca Allen. Rebecca. And how long have you been playing for? Since I was, oh I won't say that, about 35 <laughs> years. <laughs> Hi I'm Becky, I play the flute. But how long have you been playing as this group? Today. Today, so we, this is your <laughs> yes, yeah. So we all like some of us have played together before and done different projects together before, but this is the first time as a four. Um, yeah. So how has it come about? What's the? Um, so I've been trying to organise different uh, sort of classical music concerts, but in community settings um, over this few months. Um, so I've been pulling together different musicians from all over the county. Often we'd end up travelling further afield to play, but um, it's nice to play locally as well. What's the benefit to communities? It's just been lovely to see people's reactions. Um, like the kids today, we just played in their playground, so they could come and listen if they wanted to, but they didn't have to. They, and it was amazing. They were just flocking and just just so mesmerised and curious and wanting to know more and 
great to see them dancing and them smiling and that was great and then same as yesterday we played outside the co-op on um, Finley Road and again people stopping obviously like you don't expect to hear that kind of music as you're wandering around so it's just fun to see and people's reactions. And what kind reactions. of music is it? Oh, so today we're playing um, a lot of Handel music from fireworks because we've been doing firework uh, workshops with the kids in schools. Great. <laughs> I'm Mark. And what do you play, Mark? I play the bassoon. Okay, can you tell us a bit about the bassoon? Uh, it's woodwind instrument. It's the biggest woodwind instrument. Um, uh, one of the, one of the older woodwind instruments as well. Um, yeah. And what do you enjoy about playing it? <laughs> well, um, everything. Um, uh, I I just like that it's a bit quirky. It's a bit different. It's. Um, How did you get into that? Because my recorder teacher played the bassoon, and I decided I preferred it, so I switched. Is a recorder a sort of entry entry? Yeah, into that? recorder is the way you go for playing any wind instrument. I think to begin with, it's nice and easy and accessible. But then you can pick a more a different one if you want to. Great. Hello. What's Hi. your name? Sorry. I'm Laura. Hi. Yeah. Hello. What do, you, what do you play? I play the French horn. The French horn. Yes. And can you tell us a bit about that? Um. Gosh, I've been playing for about 35, 40 years. Wow started when I was very little and um, my dad was a trombonist so he, he said that if you wanted to do lots of music playing on a brass instrument then French horn was the way to go so that's what I ended up doing. Is it hard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is the hardest instrument. It's even harder when to play when it's outside and cold. Okay. Um, but yes it's one of the tough ones but and most enjoyable and most rewarding. Have you got any advice for anyone who wants to take up an instrument? Go for it. Just do it. Absolutely just do it, especially over the past 18 months when we've been stuck inside. To get out and to play and to share music with everybody else is just brilliant. So do it. Never too late. Was me catching up with the GL Collective, which was set up by Becky Chevis and is funded by the Gateway Trust. And that was right outside the U Space on the street on Matson Avenue, an impromptu concert. So look out for them. They're they're out and about around Gloucester and the rest of the county. Um, next up, some of you might know Susie Roberts. She's our wonderful resident artist, and she's been working um, in Matson on and off for the last few years. Um, over the summer, she was touring her Golden Den. If any of you in, it, had engaged with the Holiday and Food Programme, you might have seen her at one of the schools or one of the sites there with her Golden Den, which is an amazing golden caravan, which she designed for children to help them learn to read and the place to sit and a place to imagine 
really amazing project. And um, she's been running some workshops at the U Space. Um, I caught up with her the other day. Kind of um, making a willow heart. So 3D shaped heart, made from willow to, um, to make into a lantern. So we've got a group of children coming in tomorrow from Moat Primary. We've got 15 children in the morning, 15 in the afternoon, and they're all going to work in pairs to cover these lantern structures that we're making. We've only got them for one session, so we're helping them out. Okay, so the, the adults are making the lanterns? Yeah. And then the kids are going to cover them. And what are they for? Ah, so we've got a couple of events coming up. Um, on the 26th of November, um, Strike Light and the City Centre have curated an event called Globoscope, which is an art installation, a night light art installation at Robinswood Hill. And so we're making these lanterns for the children to take on a night walk up the hill on the 26th of November, not December. And yeah, we're going to meet all together at the Phoenix Centre and the children are going to get their lanterns and we're going to have a magical night walk up the hill, which I'm quite excited about. Great, and can you show me how to make a lantern then? So I can. What, what yes. shape do you want to make? What's the easiest shape? Well, the easiest shape to make is definitely a pyramid okay. because there's no curves involved. So with the willow, once you get into bending it, sometimes it snaps and that can be a little bit frustrating. So we have soaked this willow to make it more pliable. Um, but what you, have you made one before? I haven't Hannah? actually. No. You've never made a lantern. Haven't. Oh, you can also make a moon. Would you like to make a moon? I'll make a moon. Do you want to make a moon? So um, Kieran made a moon. So with us, we've also got Kieran and um, Matt who are helping us, and we've got a moon. But it'd be really nice to have a few moons. It doesn't, need to be, it doesn't have to be quite so big because I think the children might struggle to carry yeah. that one. That might be another one. But if we, if you fancy making some little moons, little moons, well, or, or a little. How moon. many lanterns are you aiming to make? Um, well, for each class, they're gonna they're gonna make them between them. So they'll have we're gonna have fifteen for tomorrow, and they'll cover them in pairs, and then we'll have yeah, well in total overall, we're hoping to have about hundred lanterns in total. Um, yeah, and I went into, I've been going into the schools, because we can't work with every class to make these big paper and willow lanterns, we are going to, um, I went into Mo to show them how to make, how they can make really simple lanterns, the teachers with their classes, and they're going to be making plastic bottle little mini lanterns for all the children to carry. So, I've just cut my willow with a set of tears and cut it about this length, I think. Hang on. I think it was that, about 50 centimetres. Okay. Where's that a bit more? Maybe that's 60. No, I think that's 50. We've gone for 50 centimetres. Yeah. And then we probably need another one to go with that one. And we could do the end bits. Yes. Yeah, because the thin bits are easier for bending and the yeah. thicker bits are better for stabilising. So you, you make your shape. That's right. Okay, now, yeah. <laughs> Um, so is that the back or the front? That's the back of the moon. You can make it whichever bit you want it to be. I've gone for that bit being the back and then I'm going to do a bit like that. Okay. And then you just roughly cut it where you need it. Okay. With this sharp, scissors won't work. Or you could use them but you'll just blunt your scissors. So you do really need snips or like settings. Do you want me to help you cut? Yeah, you where? Oh. There? Yeah. I will. <laughs> Not. Not your finger up. <laughs> And what you really want is you really want to have lots and lots of bits of tape. So let me do okay. some bits of tape for you, Hannah, because... So I'm just bending my willow into a sort of banana shape. Moon. You mean a moon? <laughs> They're very similar bananas and moons, I must say. It could be a banana or a moon. 
But maybe we'll make it a sort of whitey colour. Yeah. So it looks like a moon, not a banana. Are there going to be colours on some of the other lanterns? Hannah, you're making a banana. Yeah. Delicious, lovely. Banana. Hannah, you can come. Yeah. And we might. Are your children going to come to the parade? My children are going to come. Well, maybe we need to get them to make a lantern as well. Yeah, that's good. Or will they have to carry a banana for you? And um, so what do I do? I just take this like this. Right? So you get your two bits of willow together. So, you, so I've just put on a on a, the back of the chair about ten bits of um, masking tape. So the good thing about lanterns, and the reason we make them out of willow, is that they're biodegradable. So you're not using plastic. Um, I did just talk about the bottle ones, which which we recycling old plastic bottles. Yeah. But with these. We're using new materials, so willow and white paper tape are biodegradable. So you get your paper tape, you stick your bits of willow together in one hand, and then you wrap the tape around it, sticking the bits together in the, with the other hand. Yes. And then you do the same down the bottom. And if your willow isn't quite the shape you want it, so in general, okay, so... It, it, will, it, it will become more banana shaped when you add in the different strengthening structures. So the three D parts. Yeah. What you have to remember is that the willow is just one part of the lantern. Once you put the glue and paper, the paper glue, the glued paper on top, tissue paper, that adds more structure and support. So sometimes the willow structure is a bit wobbly. So what you do, you make the frame and then you cover it with tissue paper. That's been covered in gluey water, okay. watery glue. Um, and then it goes quite hard, hard, is it? Yes, so it's cut and it's waterproof. So you get 50% glue, 50% water, water, mix that together. But first, we're just doing the willow structures. So we're focusing on our willow structures and making sure we get a nice shape. You have to make sure that you leave whenever you cover your lantern with the once you start covering it with the paper tissue, you have to make sure you leave a hole in the top to put the lights in. Because you can't put them in before you do the wet tissue paper because they'll just stick to the lights. So you have to leave like a little square at the top of the lantern structure. They do do that, you just have to keep adding more tape. It's not wrong. That's why the children find it quite difficult and why we've decided this year to save us a lot of stress. And we've decided to make it a, an intergenerational project where adults make the frames and the children are going to cover them. Because we've only got the children for a couple of hours. And as Matt will remember, when we did it two years ago, the children's frames kept falling apart and it, beca it became a bit stressful. And quite a lot of the structures looked like... They looked a bit like... Like they've been wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> so we thought this year, just they can take their time making the making the covers look really lovely and decorating them more, and we'll have a bit of fun making the frames for them. And while we're doing this, Susie, can I just ask you about what else we're doing? So. Um, we are regenerating the Maxon Gateway, which has been happening for a while. Um, it's been, so it sort of started pre-COVID, and then COVID hit and everything went out the window. Um, but we pre-COVID, when I was working as a creative catalyst in Maxon, we, um, we gave it a lick of paint, so it's bright and white and clean feeling. Uh, prior to that, it was more of a cafe, and it had... Um, quite quite mixed different colour walls, didn't it, Matt? We had like one wall was bright red, one was purple, one was yellow. It felt like quite a mishmash of um, colours. So we've just gone straight, plain, simple white, 
which gives it more of a feel of, I suppose a bit like an exhibition space. We're hoping that we will be able to put up artworks made by local people from the schools and get into a bit of a routine of having sort of changing exhibitions. It's still a work in progress, but currently we've, we've um, had some consultation with the community and changed the name from the Maxon Gateway to the U space, as in E-W-E, like um, a sheep, like the female sheep. Because of all the sheep and referencing all the lovely sheep we see outside on the roundabout, they just wandered past earlier actually. Um, so a bit of a pun, a bit of fun, sort of giving a bit of a sense of what this space is about, which is a place to create and connect with other people. So before, there was quite a corporate looking white plastic sign with green lettering. Um, and so we've gone for a very different feel. We've gone for a hand cut, so my, my partner's a carpenter, so I make lots of things out of wood and uh, I design them and he cuts them. So he's kindly cut this out with a jigsaw design. Um, and where the old sign used to be on the shop front is this really lovely wooden panelling. So instead of making lots of work for ourselves, we thought we would utilise that lovely panelling and create cut-out letters that we've then stuck on top. The lovely Kieran here has been helping with painting the, and preparing the wood. So she had done all that hard graft while I just stood there holding the ladder. <laughs> and we sanded it all down and painted it. And it looks like more of, like the background looks like more of a traditional old shop front now. But on top we've got this um, spray painted, quite funky, blue and green, bright blue and green sign saying the use space. And it sort of blends from green on the bottom of the sign to blue at the top to give the sense of like grass and sky really. And what other plans have you got for outside? Well, we're also going to be painting the pillars. This is taking forever, but it is going to happen. Um, throughout the summer I was doing workshops with um, young people and um, asking them what they thought and getting different designs. Um, the hill is quite a feature in Matson, so we're thinking about doing a, a simplistic abstract sort of hill shape across the front of the pillars. That's our plan. Great. So incorporating again the green and the blue. And just getting it a bit more colourful. Yeah, making the shots bright and colourful and pleasant to look at. Um, what we've noticed is when we're doing projects like this, we, we did a little while ago, a couple of years ago now, we did the... Um, yeah, well done, Harry. My lantern is just like not happening at all. It's hard when it's you're doing two really things. Hard. It's hard when you're doing two things at once, isn't it? Um, they do keep falling apart. That is what happens. Until you get a bit more structure and a bit more tape on them, they do just keep pinging apart. Right, that was Susie uh, uh, trying to show me how to make a lantern, which was actually quite hard. Mine kept falling apart. Um, so uh, she uh, was running the workshops there. And if you want to see the lantern parade, there's going to be one on the 26th, November the 26th. Um, that is going to go from Moat Primary School up to Robinswood Hill, where there's going to be this Globoscope installation, which is an amazing light installation as part of uh, Gloucester Bright Nights Light Festival. Um, and then there's going to be another parade on the Sunday, on the 28th of November. And then if you miss that, then there's going to be a last parade on Friday, the 10th of December, um, meeting at the Phoenix Centre and the library. And... Then eventually the two parades are going to meet in the middle at the Christmas market at Matson Roundabout. So if you want to know more about those events, uh, go to visitgloucester.co.uk forward slash bright nights. Um, and 
But last of all, we have got an amazing new kickstart working with us at the U Space. So if you don't know about the kickstart scheme, it's a scheme for young people aged 16 to 24, 25, I think. And they, it's for um, people who are on universal credit, who are unemployed, and they're basically given work placements, paid work placements, to help them advance um, their career and their job prospects. Um, so Abby Johnson, um, she's actually a kickstart for Roots Community CIC, but we've got her for one day a week. And she she recently completed a degree in music production at Birmingham. She grew up in Matson, so she knows the area well. She's back in Gloucester. And so I got her to um, make a little vox pop um, last week when she was in and a vox pop is it's latin for voice of the people so it's basically a little opinion poll that she did um outside the u space with a few of local residents to see what they thought of living in matson and here it is how long have you lived in matson i've lived in here four years four years uh, i've lived in matson for around 20 years now so how long have you worked in matson i've been here five months how long have you lived in robinswood well, I've lived in Robinswood for about 20 years, I think, and before that in White City. Uh, what do you like about Matson? Um, it's not that. It's obviously the gateway, meeting Kyla, and oh. obviously meeting, um, is it Penny? Yeah. yeah. And obviously they go out of their way for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah I like the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I like the community spirit. So before I moved to Matson, I was quite worried to move here because I lived in a different area. I had a perception of Matson like most people have. Um, so I was quite worried to move here. However, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else now because I like the community spirit and everyone pretty much knows everybody. And, you know, when stuff happens, everyone's always willing to help and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love the community spirit. I love the sheep. They're my favourites. Yeah, and I like that we, you know, get out in the community and help out where we can. Um, what do you like about Robinswood? I love the green open spaces. I'm right at the bottom of the hill. I can just take the dog up there. I take my grandchildren up there. It's a really lovely open space with lots of trees, views of the whole of the city. Keeps you fit, all those kinds of things. Yeah. So it's really good. Is there any changes that you'd like to see in Robinswood? Um... I don't know about changes, but I want to make sure that the open spaces are capped. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so, actually, the play park that's on the main green there could do with some more play structures and things like that. So, um, yeah, something a little bit more for the children on the, on the green. Is there anything that you would change about Matson? Um, I'd like to see a lot of facilities for the children. Because mm-hmm. obviously there's not enough facilities mm. in Matson for kids. Mm. Obviously, like toddlers mm. as well. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't think I would change anything about Matson. Not off the top of my head. Anything that could be better could be. I think some of the housing could be better, as in um, the standard of housing could be better for the people living in them. Mm. Um, but other than that, no, I think people outside Matson need to give it a bit of a chance because once you're inside and you know it, it's a really nice place to be. 
Okay, so that was um, our new member of our team, Abby, who made that recording. And I'm hoping in the next podcast, I'm going to be introducing you you to some other members of the team. Um, So in the meantime, if you want to get involved, we're always looking for residents to get involved, for people to have their voice uh, as part of Made in Matson Radio. So if you've got an idea for a feature, if you want to be interviewed or if you think there's someone else you know that you think would make a really good interview or has got something really interesting to say or or if there's a burning issue that you want to discuss or if you, even if you've got an idea for a, a sort of niche show or, or like something about your hobbies or, you know, we're really interested in hearing from you, uh, send me an email at radiomatson at gmail.com or um, contact me through Facebook. We've got a Made in Matson Radio Facebook page that's at MIM Radio, I think that's what it is. And uh, or, or through the Space page, or just pop in and talk to anyone and um, leave your details and I'll get in touch with you. Um, also, GL Communities are um, putting out a monthly podcast called The Glosscast. Uh, so you can hear that. Uh, it's released on the first of the month each month. Um, and so if you go to the GL Communities webpage, you will be able to see that. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, hope you'll listen again. Mm-hmm.